Hey, this is Clint Shuttlesworth, the pastor at Valiant Church, and welcome to our podcast. Hey, I hope this message helps you to see how much God loves you and inspires you to go out and be a part of the change in your own city. Enjoy the message. It doesn't matter. I want you to turn with me to Philippians chapter 4, starting in verse 6. Philippians chapter 4, starting in verse 6. Paul Paul was uh, Paul was pretty amazing. God did some pretty crazy things in his life. Um, used him to make a huge impact, obviously. He wrote most of the New Testament. Um, but Paul dealt with a lot of mind games. Um, Paul dealt with, man, I know what I should be doing over here, but I don't do these things, and the things that, 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 I, that I shouldn't do, I do anyways. I'm like, and, and so he had this battle with his mind, and, and he talked a lot about, about that battle within our own minds, and that's what we're going to talk about today is discovering the peace of God. We, we all need the peace of God this morning. We need the peace of God tomorrow. We need the peace of God on Tuesday. We need the peace of God on Wednesday. I mean, we just need him to infiltrate our lives and everything, but it's, it's, it's a choice. It's a choice. You've got to hear me on this. It's a choice. Philippians 4, 6 through 9. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus, which underline that, and the peace of God, which trans all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Have you ever had somebody be like, hey, peace be with you? And you're like, how do I respond to that? And also with you. <laughs> you know? But, but Paul was famous for that, always being like, peace be with you. You know? And it's just it's like, okay, yeah, get, get you some peace. You know? Paul's like, dude, just get you some peace, man. You need some peace. I, I'm sure some of the people that he was ministering to and talking to on a daily basis, being in the prisons all the time, walking the streets, going to places that didn't know who Jesus was. I mean, I, I bet he saw people right and left that had no peace in their life. And that's, that, that, that was his thing. Like, dude, you need some peace. Peace be with you, man. Get you some peace. I can show you how to get peace. It's all through God. Have you had runaway thoughts this week? You know those thoughts that come and you're like, and you're on this journey, this crazy journey with those thoughts. And it's like, sometimes it's a fun journey, you know, thinking about $1.6 billion, what you could do with that. Or, 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 or then you think about how much money you don't have and you start going on this crazy journey of the bill collectors are coming. I don't know if my house is going to get re... I don't know what's going... You know, all these things and these irrational worries start to be um, dumped on you as well through that. And it's not even like that, that runaway thought isn't even what you're dealing with. You just allowed your mind to go there and all of a sudden you're in this fantasy land of everyone's out to get me and, and I'm gonna die today. I mean, it just gets crazy, right? It just is this, this, this progressive thing in our lives. It's, it's, it's nuts. We, we, we get these runaway thoughts and irrational worries and they, they start to trigger these fears in our life that aren't even, aren't even real, but they seem so real in our heads. It's, it's crazy and, 
And we've got good things to worry about, don't we? We've got, we got kids in, in school. We've we got to worry about school shootings. We've got to worry about, you know, are they, getting, are they getting trained up in the way they should be? Are they, are they learning the right things in school? Are they teaching my kids lies? You know, and then we've got this, this whole sexual epidemic that's going on with our young people. I'm talking young people, not just teenagers like what we, I mean, I'm talking young people. And, and how are they going to deal with that? How are they going to walk through that? I can't be with them every single day. And I don't, I don't know how to talk to them about this thing. I, I, don't, I don't understand. And we, and we worry about good things. Those are, those are good things to worry about. Those are things that, that are real. But it can spin us off into crazy things. My, my goodness, my kid's going to get, man, he's going to get into this lifestyle. He's going to get addicted to meth. He's going to wind up on the street. And it just, it's like this, you, you just go crazy. Some of us think that, man, I'm not a good enough mom. I'm not a good enough provider for my family. My finances are out of control. I got, I got braces I got to pay for here soon. I've got three teenagers, oh my word, and all their teeth are jacked up. How am I going to pay for this? Then you got all the activities that come along with life. You got cars you got to pay for, you got electricity payments, you've got phones that you got to pay for, and those bills are astronomical. And you just can't keep up. You feel tired all the time, worn out. You get these headaches, and all of a sudden that thought goes to, I've got brain cancer. It just gets out of control, doesn't it? We laugh, but inside we're like, it's so real. It's so real. So this morning, I want to talk about worry and I want to talk about the mind. I think it's, it, I think it's essential. And some of us may go, man, you, you talk about this stuff a lot because we worry a lot. And repetition will make this stick one of these days. One of these days, we're going to find the peace of God that God so willingly gives to us. It's just we got to start making these choices to go after it. You hear what I'm saying? Your life, I want you to write this down, your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Anytime you're afraid or you're, or you're anxious or you're worried, it compounds into something that gets crazy. So your life starts to move in that direction. You start to just want to be around and you find yourself around drama all the time because that's all you are about is worrying. And that worrying compounds into drama and drama compounds into places that you never wanted to be at in the first place. And then you start finding people not want to hang out with you because it's negative, 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 negative all the time. I want to tell you why that happens to us scientifically. I'm not very smart, okay? But I want to, I want to, I want to show you this here. There's a little almond-shaped portion of our mind, the the amygdala, the amygdala, amygdala, amygdala. What? Amygdala. That's what it was. I listened to it 14 times last night, and I thought I had it right. Amygdala, and I even spelled it like that, and I couldn't pronounce it. Okay. The the amygdala. It's a part of the brain that, that is, I'm going to give you the small, uh, the small part. It's the part of the brain that, 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 that is responsible for fear. It's, 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 it's wired for survival. Okay. 
So when danger happens, if you were a little kid and somebody scared you when you were a little kid in a blue van, like that is, that is pre-programmed to your mind all, all throughout the, the life unless you conquer that fear that every time you see a blue van, you're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm going to get, you know, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? This, this blue van just pulled up. I'm, you know, what, what's happening is this, this, this portion of your brain that is wired for survival. It's responsible for fear. So when danger happens, you go to the extreme. It sends your body strong desires of adrenaline. So if you see a snake, it's like, run, right? I see a snake, I'm like, kill it, you know? Um, if you see a cat, you like get away, because cats, no, no, that was a bad joke, too early. Okay, it's good, it's good, I, I understand that. Uh, if there's an intruder in your home, or you think there's an intruder in your home, you want to hide, you want to grab your gun, you want to protect, you know, it's just, it's this instant thing that happens. But, but here's the deal. That portion of your brain needs help from the prefrontal cortex. Is that right? Prefrontal cortex, am I good? I'm looking at my smart people. Everyone's smart in here, I'm sorry, but I know doctors and nurses and people that are beyond me. They'll, they'll correct me. So when there's a noise at night and you automatically think that you're gonna die, that prefrontal cortex comes in and says, it's just a cat, relax. You know? Without that prefrontal cortex, the, 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 that one word, amygdala, I was trying to get you to be a part of the service, that's good. It, it responds according to pre-programming. It, it responds to according to pre-programming. So the blue van that scared you when you were younger automatically comes into play that, that's associated with danger. So when noises happen in your house, it's associated with danger. And you could have been in some situations that... That, that have pre-programmed that part of your brain, the little ominous-shaped uh, part of your brain that, that triggers that, that emotion, that, that, that fear real quickly. But Jesus didn't say this, let your hearts be troubled, did he? He said, do not let your hearts be troubled. The angel didn't say, glory to God in the highest, stress and anxiety all across the earth. <laughs> right? Why do we live in that? It's crazy. Paul didn't say be anxious about everything. He said, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation. Look at your neighbor and say, every situation. I'm glad no one of you did that ghetto. That's good. But by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. I didn't mention this at the very beginning of service, but I'm going to mention it now. Um, we go live every single Saturday and every single Sunday night. Um, this message is so important that I'm going to ask you right now to, if you feel willing to, to get on our Facebook page right now and just click share to this live feed because I really believe that people need to hear this um, this morning. Um, we have an incredible online church that is, that is pastored, that is being pastored right now as we speak through, uh, through our online pastors, Sherry and Remington, and they do such an incredible job. And we have some people that are even sitting in this room that are, that are helping to uh, greet people online. And, and we love you guys online. Um, my brain is a little scattered right now, so I forgot to mention you guys, and that's my bad. I love you, all right? Um, God's word is important. This truth sets people free. And we need to use every tool that we possibly can to get this, this truth out. 
and to, to, to share the love of Christ. And this, this, this part of our not walking in peace is destroying our lives. And you see it in this world. It's crazy. This world is so crazy right now because we're all walking around anxious and angry and upset and we're not allowing God. This is even Christians. I mean, the Christians are some of the worst people that, that I know. I'm like, man, I wanna slap in your face. I mean, I wanna, I wanna throat punch you. What's going on? We have to allow God's peace to come upon us. We have to. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. It doesn't say through that circumstance. It doesn't say through that, 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 that money that came in or, or through your house or, or, or through your best friend or through your husband or through your wife because we try to find that peace with our significant others and, and that's not their role. Hear me on that. That's only God's role. We find our peace through Christ Jesus. That's where it comes from. So when you have tests coming up this week or you have job interviews coming up this week or, or you're thinking about your future spouse or you're thinking about your spouse now or you're in some financial burdens or you're dealing with a, you're in a battle with addiction and you've been clean for five days or five months or five years and you're still battling or you have marriage challenges with everything through prayer and petition, present your request to God with everything. It doesn't say with just these small things. It says with everything. So every day you get up, you give it all to God. God, I need your help this morning. I need your help today. I, I don't know how, if I walk this out, I'm going to trip and fall, Father. I need you. That's, that's the key. Understanding that you cannot do this life alone. Some of you in this room have been trying to do life alone for, for forever, and you're like, I keep falling, I keep slipping, I keep tripping up, I don't understand this. I, I've gone to church, but see, you can go to church your whole life and never know the peace of God. Because you're just playing church. I've got a whole other message on that one. Stop going to church and be the church, folks. I'm telling you, you've got to allow him to do what he does best. Be God. Allow him to be God. Allow him to be the creator. He knows. Man. Prayer is, it's so powerful. The word of God says go boldly before the throne room of grace. Go boldly. Be valiant in that and go boldly before the throne room of grace. Get on your knees. If you're struggling, get on your knees and say, man, Father, I don't know how to do this. I don't get it. I don't understand these stresses that I'm going through. I don't understand these circumstances that I'm finding myself in. Father, I need you to take me through this. Boldly pray that. Cry out to him. Don't be afraid to do that. This is, this is a safe spot to be on your knees. Do you know that? And see, what the world says, if you get on your knees, you're saying, I surrender. Yes, you need a surrender. You need a surrender to him. So you can find that peace that transcends all understanding you can walk in it you have that right this is what's crazy about our brain a few decades ago the neurologists believed that the brain didn't change after adolescence they, they thought it just remained the same it was like you get what you get and that's it 
But, but studies have shown through neuroplasticity uh, that your brain is continually changing. Your thoughts can change your brain. Through neural theology, also known as spiritual neuroscience, why are these words so big? I don't know. They've done studies in relationship between the brain and the belief in God. It's pretty cool how this has all worked out. And they have found that, that prayer changes your brain patterns, your wave, wave pattern, whatever you want to call it. Dr. Carolyn Leaf, the author of Switch on Your Brain, says this, it has been found that 12 minutes of daily focused prayer over an eight-week period can change the brain to such an extent that it can be measured on a brain scan. 12 minutes a day. Daily focused prayer, just in eight weeks, can change. Can, they can literally see that change on a brain scan. That's pretty awesome. I'm going to get that book. I'm going to read it. I'm really bad at starting books and not finishing them. Keep me accountable on that. You know what's crazy about that? That just as toxic is, is, is negative thoughts. Those negative thoughts can hurt your brain, can hurt how you think. Prayer, it heals, it renews. Um, the Word of God says, do not be conformed any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why do we worry? Why do we panic? Why, why, why is this such a, a world filled with such anxiety? It's, we're having that, that, that hijack in our brain. And Paul would say this, your mind is, is, is dominated by sinful thinking. Stop it. Stop it. So much easier for me to say, stop it. Quit thinking like that. Stop being stupid. <laughs> That's conversations I have with myself. Clint, quit being stupid, man. Just do what God's called you to do. You know better. You're a pastor. Come on. It should be easy. It should be easy for me as a pastor, but it's just as hard for me as a pastor it is for you that aren't our pastors full-time in a church. We all struggle. What is worry? Write this down. Worry is the sin of distrusting the promises and power of God. Worry is the sin of distrusting the promises and power of God. Of God. I know you're all thinking about that right now. It's good. Instead of letting my sinful nature control my mind, I've got to choose to let the Spirit direct my thinking. So, and so instead of letting my, my sinful nature control what, I, what I'm going to do, because we all have a sinful nature. We, we, let's just be honest. The Christianese term, we're all sinful, right? I mean, we all have sin in our life. Ain't no one perfect. So if we're allowing that sinful nature to control our mind, if we're dealing with pornography and we've done good for five months, but that's all we do is continually think about that in our minds and we're not, we're not taking captive of our thoughts, we're going to fall back into that trap of pornography again. And that's going to ruin every single relationship that we have because that's a whole different story right there. It's, it's twisted. twisted. It's, it's not, not real. real. Okay? okay? 
if we're dealing with addiction and, and we're clean for five months, but all we're doing is hanging out with people that are drinking or smoking crack or whatever it may be, thinking that we're going to be okay, and we continue to allow those thought processes in our mind, we're going to fall back into that trap again. I'm telling you the, 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 the testimony from, from Rex last night. You have to watch this. It is unbelievable. Oh, my gosh. It is so crazy. He, he talked about how he, he actually gave his life over to Christ, and three years later, three years later, he almost died from an overdose. He was, he was saved. He was saved, but he allowed himself to go down such a path again, to, to, and the circumstances leading up to that were even crazier, but he allowed himself to go down such a path even as he was saved. For those that don't know what that means, that means that he'd given his life over to Jesus Christ, that he was living for Christ. And it was a real choice. It was real to him when he made that choice. But even Christians can fall so far down that you can overdose on meth and almost die. Four days in the hospital. They didn't think he was going to make it. Romans 8, 5 through 6. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. When you're constantly playing that episode in your head over and over and over again, you're allowing your mind to be dominated by a sinful pattern and a sinful thought. And I'm telling you, I don't care how strong you are, I don't care who you are, you will fall victim to that sin again. You will. Those who are dominated by sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Romans 8, 5 through 6. We've got to be valiant in this. We've got to take captive every thought. That prayer, that focused prayer for 12 minutes a day for eight weeks will, will put you into a place where you can learn to take captive of those thoughts. You're not going to be perfect. I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying that you're going to get this all figured out. But if you start practicing it, you'll start believing it. You'll start thinking about it. Think about such things, right? Think about such things, the good things. We've got to let the spiritual prefrontal cortex grab the agmodilla, whatever it's called, by the tail and whap it around and swing it and throw it right at God and be like, God, take control of this. That's what we got to do. We we got to create time for prayer. I'm telling you, you got to create time for prayer. You got to create time. You got to create time. Create time. You've got to create time for prayer. Otherwise, if you don't create time, that time will be sucked away and you'll never get it. You got to create time. And I'm speaking to myself right now. You got to create time to get into this book right here. This Bible is this alive word that will change you from the inside out. You've got to create time. God cannot create that time. You've got to create that time. That's your responsibility. If you choose to live irresponsible, that's, that's still on you. Don't live irresponsibly. Don't, 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 don't just be in denial. Well, I don't have time. You got time for whatever you want to make time for. Learn to say no to good things and say yes to great things. Say no to good things. 
Our schedules are so jam-packed with good things that we can never do anything great. Exactly right where the enemy wants you. Right where he wants you. Keep doing those good things. Those are good things. That's so great. Keep doing those good things. Because you'll be so busy that you'll never get any more of God. Keep doing them. Yeah. They make you feel good, don't they? Because all those good things, generally, what that means is that all the attention comes back on you. And it's about you. When you allow God to use you for great things, it's always about him. Oh, man. Come on, folks. Don't live irresponsibly. Learn to do what I can do. Learn to give God what I can't do. And learn to trust God no matter what. Learn to do what I can do. Learn to give God what I can't do. And learn to trust God no matter what. Imagine with me for a moment. Imagine with me the, just having a heart of peace. What would that look like in your life? Having a heart of peace. Imagine what a, a life of joy would look like, man. Just what would that look like? Think about such things. What would a life of joy look like? What would a peaceful mind be like? What would that be like in your life? What would trusting God look like? See, these are the things that we've got to put our attention on to think about such things. What would trusting God look like? These things are available to you and I. They're not just something that are out there going, man, I wish I could get that. I wish I could have that. I mean, that would be so nice. I see, I see so many people that are walking around with the peace of God. Man, I want that so bad. It's available to you. This isn't some far-fetched thing that you can't obtain. You can get it. You have that power. It's possible, but it's a choice. It's a choice. This free will thing messes all of us up because we're like, man, I got to choose that. I want to choose this because this is fun over here. But that fun generally always leads to destruction. I'm telling you, my life, my life with Jesus has been more fun than I could possibly even imagine. And I did a lot of crazy, stupid, quote unquote, fun things when I was younger. So much so that I should have been dead. I can't even count how many times on my hands. But my life with Jesus has been, it's been an overwhelming, crazy, awesome journey. An amazing journey. Let me ask you a question. If your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts, do you like the direction that your life is moving in right now? Just think about it. Folks, if we're just coming to church to hear a little bit of word of God and sing, sing praises and be like, yeah, man, I got, I checked this off my list. I went to church today. It's been months since I've been here. But if we're not allowing God's word to change us from the inside out, why even show up? Why even show up? There's other things that you could do on a Sunday morning. 
I could make waffles and pancakes and bacon and eggs and sip some nice espresso and have a great time sitting right at home. But I want to know more about God. I want to be around people that want to know more about God. I want to see a city changed. I want to see people walk into a building and forever walk out of this building changed forever, making an impact in their city. That's what I want to see. I want to see people walking in peace. I want to have a life of joy. I want my mind to be peaceful. I want to trust God in everything that I have. But you know what? It takes a village, doesn't it? It takes a village, doesn't it? To, to, to be accountable to one another, to share our lives with one another. And when we do that, things change. My goodness, let's wake up in this church this morning. Let's wake up on this island today. Let's wake up online today because God has got something so much more for you than just sitting in a chair. My goodness. Ah. Man, I fell so hard when it was about nine years ago. Most of you know the story. I had an affair with my wife, left the ministry, um, went on my own crazy journey for a year and a half before God restored my marriage and brought us back together. But I can tell you that my life was moving in, 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 in the direction of my strongest thoughts. I was tired. I was tired. I was tired. You always make stupid decisions when you're tired. No one would listen. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know how to keep 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 doing what I was doing. I was overwhelmed in ministry. I was overwhelmed in life. I was overwhelmed with my family. I didn't have a good father figure in my life to, to tell me how to do things and, and, uh, and, and how to work things out. I didn't have good accountability in my life. Other pastors pouring into me. I was just, I was on an island to myself. You ever felt like you're on an island to yourself? And when you, when you find yourself there, you will go into places that you never want to be at. I wasn't guarding my heart. I wasn't guarding my mind. I wasn't, I wasn't putting my trust in God. I was putting my trust in myself. And, and I was in full-time ministry and everything crumbled. But God loved me through it. I was saved, folks. <laughs> I was a pastor. I've been a, I've been a pastor for nine years at that point. I was saved. I was living for God. But my strongest thoughts put me on a path that I never wanted to be on. My father had an affair on my, on my mom with her best friend. I never wanted to be that. But I found myself there. Because what was happening here, if you don't control what you think, you'll never be able to control what you do. If you don't control what you think, you ain't never going to be able to control what you do. We've got to identify the truth. We've got to write it down. We've got to think it. We've got to confess it until we believe it. We've got to identify the truth. We've got to write it. We've got to think it. We've got to confess it until we believe it. I'm going to give you some examples here. And it would be worth your time to write these down. There's a lot of them. Okay? I want to put them right up here. Jesus is first in my life. And I exist to serve and to glorify him. 
I'm going to keep reading, but you keep writing. We'll keep them up here. I'm disciplined. Christ in me is stronger than the wrong desires in me. Jesus is bigger than your biggest pit that you're in right now. The biggest sin that you're dealing with, he is bigger than that. He conquered it all. Give it to him. I'm growing closer to Jesus every single day because of Christ. X, it says X up there, because of Christ. My family is closer. My body is stronger. My faith is deeper. My leadership is sharper. I'm creative, innovative, driven, focused, and blessed beyond measure because the Holy Spirit dwells within me. Just keep those up there for a little bit. Let you guys take some time to write that down. It's important to write things down, men in this room. I'm speaking to some, some of the men. We tend to want somebody else to do that for us. Write it down. Think about these things. These things will transform you, I promise you. Your life will never be perfect. I'm not telling you that, but you will find peace. You need more time? It's all right. You can take pictures of it with your phone, too, and write it down later if you want to do something like that. Did y'all get a picture? If not, you can email me at clint at valiantchurch.com and I will send this over to you. That's how important I think this is. Clint at valiantchurch.com. If you can't remember that, you can send it to connect at valiantchurch.com. And while you're writing, our new website should be up and running this week. It's going to be absolutely amazing. All right, I'm going to move on. My words, thoughts, and imaginations are under the power of Christ. I take all thoughts captive, and I make them obedient to Christ. If you guys don't get this, this is prayers that you can pray on a daily basis here, okay? Declare what is true about you. Oops, I went ahead, I'm sorry. Did y'all get that last one written down? Okay, let's put that back up real quick. I'm sorry, that's my bad. My words, thoughts, and imaginations are under the power of Christ. I take all thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. I'm going to double toucan dare you, those in this room and those online, to uh, the next eight weeks, find 12 minutes a day for some dedicated prayer. And I would love, after those eight weeks, to capture some of your guys' stories on, on film and, and be able to share that with other people. I think it's going to be amazing to see the difference of where you started and where you're at. Here's the deal, though. If you're going to do that challenge, I want you to, to journal through, through that. If you've never journaled before, journaling is just writing your thoughts down and 
you can write your prayers down. Um, it's nothing, nothing crazy. We, we take prayer too seriously, I think. We feel like we have to say the perfect these and the thous and the those and, and, and we think there has to be this, this crazy way of praying. And praying is just saying, God, I don't, I don't get all this, but your prayer could be as simple as saying, okay, I, I'm going to take this challenge. Show me something. It can be as simple as that. Man, God loves you guys so much. It's crazy. It's crazy how much he loves us and how much he loves people that are walking on these streets right now and, and those people that we, we've, we've counted out. You know how we count people out? They'll never make it. He loves them more than you could possibly imagine. We've got to learn to declare what is true about ourselves. We have to declare what is true about ourselves because the world tells us what to declare about ourselves. Social media, we measure our success by everyone else's um, hashtags and, and, and highlight reels and, and how many likes they have on their posts and, and how many people interact with them. I mean, if I'm not getting that kind of interaction or, 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 or focus on me, then I must not be living a good life. Man, we cannot judge ourselves by everybody else. We've got to judge ourselves by what God has called us and what he says about us. We've got to write it. We've got to think it. We've got to confess it. And we've got to believe it. Here's a couple more. You're not a hostage to your unhealthy thoughts. <clears throat> the weapons you fight with are not the weapons of this world. You have divine power to demolish strongholds. Worry is not your master. You trust in God. His peace guards your heart, guards your mind, and guards your soul in Christ Jesus. Worry is not your master. We are living as if worry is our master in this life, man. It is crazy. No wonder why we can't drive down the street without flipping the bird to somebody and, and, and going postal on people nowadays. It's crazy because we're allowing worry to be our master. It's chaos. Worry is chaos. You're not a slave to your habits. You know, you can break those bad habits in your life. We feel like, well, we've done them so long. Just, this is who I am. You're not a slave to your habits. You're not a prisoner to an addiction. You've been rescued from the power of darkness and brought into the kingdom of God's light. Oh my goodness, I hope people are writing this stuff down. Mm. If you're not, I sure hope that you're going to email me because, man, if we walk out of here the same way, you're missing out. You're missing out. You're missing out on true life, man. Don't. Don't leave the same person that you walked in this morning. God wants to do so much more in you than you can possibly imagine. It's crazy. It's crazy. I'm going to get the band to come on up. I know they're still writing, but... Here's the deal. We can't control what happens to us at all times. But we can control how we're going to frame that in our minds. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. 
there's going to be bad things that happen to good people, okay? Uh, you're going to make some choices in your life that you shouldn't have made. But only we can control how we frame that in our minds. See, what we, I talked about this a little earlier um, in the service. We, we tend to interpret God through the circumstances that we're in. The circumstances that we ourselves have put ourselves in. We, we tend to interpret who God is through those circumstances. And that's, that's so opposite of what we should be doing. We have to start interpreting the circumstances through God's goodness. Okay, I understand that I'm in this mess right now, but I know that God is bigger than this. And I know that he is going to walk through this with me because in his word, he promised, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, there's going to be troubles. <laughs> uh, you're going to fall sometimes. I know that you're imperfect, but I love you so much. And I promise you, I'm never going to leave you nor forsake you. I will walk through those journeys with you. Even in the darkest moments of our life, when we are doing things that we know that we should not be doing, guess who is right there with you? It's crazy. It's crazy to think about how much he loves you. It's crazy to think about that, that he is walking alongside people that are doing things that are unimaginable in our lives, going, come on, turn it around, I'm right here. I love you so much, there's more for you. I'm gonna, come on, turn around. weapons that you fight are not weapons of this world. You're fighting a spiritual battle that is, that is bigger than you. But I want you to know this. If you are in Christ Jesus, if you've given your life over to him, if you have said, Father, Forgive me of my sins. I believe in Jesus. I believe that he's the son of God. I believe that he rose from the dead. He died on that cross, rose from the dead three days later to break the power of sin and death in my life. I believe that, Father, and I want him in my life. If you have prayed that prayer and you have meant it with everything in your being, you have the divine power to demolish those strongholds in your life because you're connected to the source. <laughs> We live like in, in the Christian world, we live like we're not connected to the source. The only way that we can connect to the source is if we show up on Sunday mornings. And I'm telling you, this is a great place to be. And, 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 and God made the church for a place that we can come, that we can become stronger together, that we can grow with one another, that we can worship our God together and have community because we're all made for community. But it is meant to be that we come here to be strengthened and so we can go out and we can change our city so that we can love on people that are unlovable, so that we can share the good news with, with, with others in, in our lives that are far from God, that don't know the truth in their life or they've ran away from the truth that we can share the bad parts of our life and tell them look what God did I get to walk in the peace of God don't you want peace and you can share with them about what God's done in your life and the power of Jesus in your life and how you're allowing the Holy Spirit to direct you because he is our helper 
You have the divine power to demolish those strongholds, to demolish every pretense that sells itself up against you through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ. We've got to learn to cover everything that we do. Listen, we've got to learn to cover everything that we do in prayer. In prayer. Man, that sounds great, Clint. That sounds awesome. I mean, such a good good message. I mean, you know, I'm going to leave this place and I'm going to, but man, cover everything in prayer. That's a, that's a lot, man. I got a lot on my plate. I, I don't know if you've ever seen my calendar, but it is jam-packed. You want me to cover, yes, I want you to cover everything in prayer. I want you to take that calendar. I want you to lay it down before you and the holy God. And I want you to say, God, what do you want me to take off this calendar? What good things do you want me to start saying no to so I can say great yes to the great things in my life, Father? What do you want me to do? Cover everything in prayer. Lay that, lay that calendar before him and say, God, what do you want? What do you want? Have you ever done that in your life? Have you ever literally sat down with your calendar or with your list of two items and go, okay, God, what do you want me to do today? <laughs> I dare you to start doing that. I dare you to start doing that. I dare you to lay some things at his feet and ask him to do some crazy things in your life. I dare you to start sharing your calendar with him. I dare you to give him your to-do list. I dare you. I dare you to ask him to go to that bar with you. I dare you to do that. I dare you. God wants to use you. Irrespectively of how you've gotten to this place right here. None of us are perfect. Some of you had arguments on the way into church this morning. And you walked in, you're like, everything's great. Hey, how are you doing? It's great to be at church this morning. So great. Love it. Love it so much. But when you start to learn to share your life with one another, when you start to learn to lay things at his feet, when you start to learn to cover everything that you do in prayer and give it to him, God moves mightily. Mightily. It's crazy. Let's stand in this place. give you that opportunity this morning to start laying some things at his feet. This is what we're going to do. We're going to go into a time of worship here for a few minutes. But we're going to practice this this morning. So that'll be a little bit easier tonight when we go to bed or a little bit easier in the morning when we're sipping on our coffee and, and we've got a long week ahead of us. And we've got challenges and and you, and you start flipping your calendar. Some of you are going to take your calendar out tonight and you're going to start figuring out what your to-do list is tomorrow. And I, I'm going to double two Candaria. I'm going to double two Candaria online too to, to give everything that you can and, and, and lay it at his feet and say, okay, God, what do you want me to do this week? Start with that prayer. And then when you start with that prayer, when you come home tomorrow night after a Monday, because tomorrow's Monday and 
we know what Mondays are generally like. Tomorrow's Monday. Um, and so tomorrow night, you're going to be able to pull out your notes because you all took notes today, didn't you? You all got notes and you took pictures of it. You're going to start going through those, those prayers that you can pray over yourself, pray over your family, pray over your situations, and pray and pray God's truth back into your life. And then, then, then guess what? Tuesday comes. And you get to do it all over again. You get to invite him to walk with you again on Tuesday. And it's going to be great because he walks with you. With you. And you're going to start finding yourself going, man, my life is not perfect, but I just feel, I feel different today. I don't know what it is. I don't think, I, don't, I didn't change up my coffee regimen. I, I didn't take any vitamins, extra ones. I'm definitely not on crack or anything. So this must, God must be doing something really cool in my life right now. I must be seeing things differently. I, Am I getting the eyes of him? Am I starting to feel with his heart? Am I starting to look at people through his love? This is great. I'm not going down the highway yelling and cussing at people. I'm not wanting to throw punch everybody in my path. This is wild, God, and it's only Tuesday. Whoa. 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 I'm not going to be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, I'm going to present my request into God. The peace of God which transcends all understanding is going to fill me. It's going to direct me. It's going to abide in me. And guess what? That peace, that peace you can give away to other people. You can share that peace with other people. You can talk that peace with other people. You can share your story with other people and what God's done in your life and how he's brought you through just in two days. Isn't that crazy? In two days. There's going to be some of you in this room that are going to have to make some tough choices right now. You're living in crazy sin and you know it. You're doing things that you shouldn't be doing. I'm going to be honest. You better lay it at his feet and turn around and do the right thing. People may be hurt through it, but you need to do it. And let God do the healing. That's his job. we got to learn to start doing the right thing. Whatever that may be in your life, whoever that's for in this room, we've got to stop believing the lie. We've got to start embracing God's truth in our lives. It's a beautiful process. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there's a couple things I would love for you to do. First, share this message with your friends and your family or, or share it online. Secondly, if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to give to help us reach others, please go to valiantchurch.com and click the giving button. And I'll see you next time on the Valiant Podcast.